Are You Just Watching is produced and sponsored by D. Joseph Design from djosephdesign.com. You have a message that deserves to look great, so make your next message look great by hiring D. Joseph Design to design your website, host your website, design your presentation, or do all sorts of other cool design and new media services. djosephdesign.com. Are You Just Watching is also brought to you by dkingdesigner.com. You have a book idea, probably, and you need to get that book idea published and laid out and all sorts of things that you don't need to think about because you should focus on writing. So contact dkingdesigner at dkingdesigner.com to see what they can do for you to help you publish your next or maybe your first book. Are you just watching episode 13, Ice Age, the first one, that is. I'm Daniel Lewis. And I'm Eve Franklin. Welcome to the one and only podcast that gives you, that shares with you critical thinking for the entertained Christian. <laughs> I feel like I should introduce myself again because I think that's the way we normally do it. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a little while since we've been here in the studio together. I think the last one recorded, I was off-site. Yeah, that, true. And a lot has happened since the last episode we recorded, and reasons that prevented me from releasing the couple episodes of the interview with Rony Zone that I had promised I would release. <laughs> but I do want to make a quick little announcement. I wondered if you were going to tell them the good news. Yes, because I announced it in The Ramen Noodle over at theramennoodle.com, my flagship comedy podcast for seasoning packets of comedy to flavor your day. <laughs> Check it out, theramennoodle.com. That I am now engaged to be married. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm getting married sometime later this year. We're trying to pick a date, and we thought we had a date, but we think we changed our minds, and we might want it sooner. Of course we'd want it sooner, but it will be sometime this year. <laughs> So that had my attention for a little while. And we'll probably have your attention for the rest of a little while, too. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of my life, yeah. hopefully. And we'll talk about that, actually, not like my engagement, but about marriage within this episode. But first, I want to mention to everyone that we have got some cool things going on with the podcast. And do you realize... We are one year old. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. We've been podcasting for over a year. I renewed the domain recently, so that's what reminded me that was over a year ago. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty cool. And we managed to keep it going this long. Hopefully, we'll keep it going for a while. And if you are just coming on and listening to the episode now... I encourage you to go back and listen to some of our previous episodes. We've got episodes on uh, what I've recovered, Batman Begins, mm -hmm. Serenity and Firefly, Dollhouse, Avatar, Star Trek. <laughs> sixth Sense. Yeah, Sixth Sense. And others. Yeah. <laughs> Transformers 2. 
And especially go back and listen to episode one where we talk about what critical thinking is because so many Christians don't understand how to think critically. Before we get into this, I want to briefly overview with you some basic steps with how to think critically. First of all, critical thinking is about asking questions. Mm And you have to learn how to ask questions and how to ask the right questions. And you have to learn to listen very closely. Mm -hmm. Now, critical thinking is not about trying to find a hidden agenda. (laughs) Though oftentimes it reveals hidden agendas. (laughs) Definitely. But sometimes, and that's why we have to think critically, is not just assume that if there's some statement that seems contrary to Christianity, just assume that the producers had some anti-Christian agenda with the movie. Mm -hmm. That's why we have to think critically, is to distinguish that, rightly divide it. I love 2 Timothy 2.15, which says that a man who rightly divides the word of truth, speaking about understanding scripture and rightly dividing it. And that's what we need to be when we think critically, is not only rightly divide the word of truth and know how to use the word of God and be ready to give an answer of the hope that's within us and know the word of God, but also it means being able to rightly discern what we're seeing in entertainment, Mm -hmm. to pick from what is clearly an agenda to what is just being consistent with the producer's worldview. Mm -hmm. And a lot of stuff is like that. It's just Mm -hmm. consistent with their worldview. They're not trying to attack us. And you have to be sensitive to worldview issues, too. I mean, with critical thinking, a lot of people in, in our culture seem to think that everybody is coming from the same angle. And to really think critically, you have to understand that there are different ways of looking at the world and being able to identify those and know that someone's coming from a different worldview and be able to identify identify what that worldview is. It's not necessarily an agenda, but the worldview definitely taints everything that they think and do and produce. Yes. And everyone's worldview does come out in what they say and do. Mm -hmm. That's something that we have to remember because sometimes people say, well, you're just imposing your biblical worldview. Well, guess what? They're imposing their secular Mm -hmm. worldview too. Our worldview comes out in whatever we say and do. Something that I recommend if you want to practice doing this on your own is when you watch a movie, first, enjoy the movie Mm -hmm. because these movies are entertaining and what movies you decide to watch and don't watch, that's between you and God. So, we try to stick to a certain standard of what we will watch and certain limits that we have. But when you watch a movie, first enjoy it so you can just have fun with it. Mm -hmm. Second time you watch it through, listen very carefully. And I recommend get your notepad or a computer and take notes and specific times of when you hear something or something stands out to you, then you can go back and rewatch that clip and think about it seriously, or perhaps scriptures will come to mind. I have a huge document on Google Docs that is all of my findings from every bit of entertainment I watch, Mm. from movies to TV shows. The entire X-Files series, all of the Star Trek series, Lost... All of this, uh, what's that other one? Stargate series. Lots of science fiction in there. He watches a lot of science fiction. (laughs) Yes, but I'm not a nerd. (laughs) I don't go to any science fiction conferences, and I do not have any Star Wars, Star Trek, or Lord of the Rings outfits. 
That's good. Yes. So I'm not a nerd then. And if you find things in movies, I want to suggest, hey, send it to us. If you could let us know the specific times of thoughts, and if you want to share your thoughts, even if it's a movie we haven't talked about, you can send those to us at areyoujustwatching.com. That's us at areyoujustwatching.com. And I recommend emailing it. That way it's easier for us to have a record and I can put it in my document. My document is so big. It's using Google Docs. Mm-hmm. But if I open that document in Google's own web browser, Google Chrome, it crashes the browser. <laughs> it's that big. <laughs> well, if they, if are you uh, listeners will send in all of that stuff, then we will obviously be able to put together a, a nice episode, feedback episode, in which we mm-hmm. can string some of the stuff together and, and discuss it at length. So please send those in. Yeah. So, this episode, though, now that we've got some groundwork laid again, and if you want much more discussion on critical thinking, then go back and listen to episode one, which you can find at areyoujustwatching.com slash podcast slash 001, I believe, is the URL (laughs) structure that I was using back then. For this episode, though, we decided to... Instead of talking about something, well, we're going to talk about serious stuff, but instead of a serious movie, a science fiction movie, a superhero movie, we opted instead for the movie Ice Age. The first one, that is. make good walking music <laughs> <laughs> well it is actually music from at the from beginning when they're migrating yeah, yeah. <laughs> ice age is a fun movie oh yes and it's a, a 3d animated movie or computer animated movie i'm not sure what we'd really call those now because 3d means something else mm-hmm Thankfully, though, 3D now means 3D, (laughs) as opposed to then, it just meant 3D animated. But it's a computer animated movie from, when did we see that it came out? I think it was 02. Yeah. So, it's old. The animation techniques, at some sense, seem primitive, we could almost say, compared to modern day stuff that we see in the high level of detail. But still, it's impressive for back in the day, (laughs) 2002. (laughs) Overall, what did you think of the movie, Eve? I've always enjoyed it. It's incredibly entertaining. And just one of those, you just sit back and enjoy the puns and the one-liners and and just enjoy the story. And you could even tear up a little bit at the end. And, you know, it's got something there for everybody. I love Scrat. Mm-hmm. Yes. He, he is so fun. And I was telling Daniel, he, he usually comes to my house to watch the movie when we do this, and I have two cats, and their favorite character is Scrat. And the first time I watched Ice Age at home, they actually got up and started batting at the screen trying to get <laughs> at him. So he's a very entertaining character. Yeah, he should have his own movie sometime. <laughs> Although he has his own shorts, which are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Not like shorts you wear, but you know, short films. Short films. <laughs> Ice Age is 
obviously, about the Ice Age. And at the very beginning, while the animals are all migrating and the scene, the movie is setting the scene for the movie. Yes. <laughs> That's kind of circular to say, but it's true. It's an introduction. They, one of the characters properly asks this question. Well, why not call it the Big Two or the Nippy Era? I'm just saying, how do we know it's the Ice Age? Because of all the ice... Well, things just got a little chillier. <laughs> because of all the ice. There's ice in Antarctic, the Arctic right now, though. Well, you know, there's ice here in the winter. Yeah. So I, so do we have an ice age come every winter? Well, you know, in this, they say that they migrate each year south to mm-hmm. get away from the ice. <laughs> making it not really seem like it's a definite ice age era mm-hmm. but it's just a seasonal thing mm-hmm. even though this it, the timeline of the movie is supposed to take place during the ice age and the way that they portray the humans is what secular evolutionists believe humans were like during the ice age but you also have to remember, evolutionists believe in multiple ice ages. It's really only cre- young Earth creationists that believe in True. a single ice age. Yes. So, I want to mention briefly that, to clarify, that... Well, first, okay, disclaimer. <laughs> What's our disclaimer? <laughs> we are both young Earth creationists. <laughs> if you haven't figured that out by now. <laughs> yeah, very adamant. And our proof for young Earth creation is the Bible. Oh, yes. And then science confirms the Bible's history. Mm-hmm. And we do believe in an ice age. Some Christians will think that, oh, an ice age is evolutionary. No, it's biblical, actually. It's biblical, definitely. And the Bible provides a perfect explanation, a perfect model for an event that caused an ice age. Because if you look at it from an evolutionary perspective, they always tell you ice ages happen slowly. Mm-hmm. It's like so slowly the earth cools down and then you build up all this ice. The problem with that is that if you slowly cool the earth, all you get is a cold earth. Yeah. In order to get ice and snow accumulation, you have to have warm, moist air colliding with cold, cold front to create ice and, and snow. Well, the perfect way to heat up the earth is to have a, a something, some kind of global catastrophe that moves plates and brings up uh, heated water from under the earth's core mm. and and then to create a, ma- a massive amount of cloud cover which cools the earth down because it blocks the sun's radiant heat and then you end up with cold well that's a perfect explanation is the global flood because we have all of those instances all together at once yeah the and the evaporation off the continents mm-hmm. cooling the continents which adds to that cold front that creates mm-hmm. the ice age now we don't believe in a flash freeze like you would see in the movie the day <laughs> not the day um yeah the day after, after tomorrow. tomorrow i almost said the day the earth stood still it's more like the day the earth froze <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we don't believe in a flash freeze like that but where everything just rapid yes uh quick enough that many animals couldn't escape it that's why we find mammoths frozen in solid ice is the ice age was quick enough that they couldn't just easily escape it Mm -hmm. but not a flash freeze Mm -hmm. although it is very interesting i know we're not talking about the day after tomorrow in this episode but (laughs) it is interesting that the day after tomorrow illustrates 
the biblical flood model of an ice age mm-hmm. in the sense of in the day after tomorrow they're talking about it's global warming right. and the earth's temperature is or the water temperature is increasing mm-hmm. and they do pretty much the same mechanics and it's rapid too mm-hmm. which is kind of funny but yeah the it comes back to they secular scientists believe that there were multiple ice ages and in the day after tomorrow they convey just one and it, it seems to me with this whole global warming issue they're kind of like cutting off the nose to spite their face because in in their idea of the global warming is that we're rapidly warming up which is going to be bad for the earth but yet in so and so saying that they're saying that the climate change can happen quickly which is a total opposite of the whole evolutionary uh, view of climate on yes. the earth is is because they believe it happens slowly if you look at all the evolutionary uh documentation that they have for ice ages and whatever they believe that everything is gradual mm-hmm. but yet they're you know wanting something done immediately for global warming because it's happening rapidly and we have to stop it but the creationist perspective on it is hey all climate change is rapid i mean mm-hmm. we, we it's historical that climate change is rapid and a lot of science is showing that this supposed global warming there is a climate change going on and i believe it's still the warming up from that recent ice age of Mm -hmm. about four thousand forty four hundred years ago Mm -hmm. from the global flood and you know all this time i thought that al gore invented global warming (laughs) obviously he didn't invent the internet but he did invent global warming i thought Mm-hmm. Until we watched Ice Age, because I discovered global warming wasn't Al Gore's idea after all. <laughs> you know, this whole Ice Age thing's getting old. You know what I could go for? Global warming. <laughs> keep dreaming. <laughs> the Ice Age was Sid's idea. <laughs> no, global warming. <laughs> or, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get that mixed up. So let's talk, stop talking about global warming so I can stop getting confused here. Going back to the Ice Age. So, we do believe in an Ice Age mm-hmm. about 4,000 to 4,500 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was a rapid Ice Age. And it didn't cover the entire world, but came down maybe as far as the Great Lakes, a little bit more farther south. It was... Where we have evidence of glaciers movement oh, yeah. on the continents. I mean, it's, it's a very... It's something that you do have physical evidence of the fact that glaciers came down that far. So, you know, mm-hmm. it, there, there's no denying it. And we also see that the Ice Age provides a perfect mechanism for world population after the flood. because It created land bridges yeah. between the, the various continents and allowed animals and people to spread out and fill the globe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was God's command after the flood to repopulate and spread out throughout the world. And so that's how, even though the entire population was wiped out in the global flood, that's how people still made it to different parts of the world. And various animals, too. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it also explains how we even have uh, particular animals that are unique to various locations, because... As a trick question often that can be given is, were there kangaroo- did kangaroos ever live in the Middle East? And mm-hmm. the answer is yes, because they came off the ark. But there aren't kangaroos in the Middle East now because that climate and that area is not, it was not appropriate for kangaroos probably during the Ice Age. And they went 
somewhere else to get away from it. Mm-hmm. And now they only exist in Australia. They migrated. They migrated. Exactly. <laughs> With the herd. <laughs> <laughs> so Ice Age is a fun movie. And it, some of the main characters of it are Sid the Sloth, Diego the Tiger, Manny the Mammoth, and then the baby. Where's the baby? There he is! <laughs> I love that. I know, you just want to have a tiger doing a peekaboo with the I do child. that sometimes. <laughs> Where's the baby? There he is! <laughs> Fun times. Also at the beginning, you know, a lot of stuff is said in the beginning of Ice Age. Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing about doing an audio podcast on the movie Ice Age is that a lot of the things... A lot of the humor is visual. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we can't really show that. (laughs) But I will try to include some screenshots in the show notes, which will be at areyoujustwatching.com slash podcast slash 14. So you can check that out and see some of these things that we will reference that we just simply don't have sound clips for. Or we could play a sound clip, but you mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to tell what's going on. But one of the things at the beginning is that we see a bunch of these little creatures who look like evolutionary... Pre-elephants or something? Yeah. I'm not exactly sure what they are. Well, Maybe pre-pigs? look like a mix between a pig and an elephant. Pigs evolve into elephants or the other way around? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Supposedly, according to the evolutionary timeline. Yeah, that's one of the things with this movie is a lot of creatures are not the way that they're they look They're not identifiable. Like, yeah. I mean, they're just... And almost everything has a long nose on it. Did you notice that? <laughs> I don't <laughs> know what that means, but... <laughs> now, they did take some stylistic license, but mm-hmm. in other ways, they designed things so that it would look like it was an older era Mm -hmm. of evolution because that's just consistent with what they believe is, or is it? Because they make some jabs against evolution in this movie. Yeah. A lot of jabs. And the really funny thing is, is the sloth is still a sloth. (laughs) Yeah. He still looks just like they do today. I guess the sloth is some kind of really (laughs) old creature that still exists. You know why? They're too lazy to evolve. Ah, is that what it is? (laughs) You can't evolve if you just hang out in a tree and sleep all day. No. But in the beginning, here's uh, one of the clips that these little elephant pig-like creatures are saying. They're in this little pit of tar. Help! Come on, kids, let's go! The traffic's moving! But, 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 Dad! No buts! You can play extinction later. Okay. <laughs> Oh, what can you say? (laughs) Uh, Extinction, it is real, and it's still happening today Mm -hmm. that animals are going extinct, species are going extinct constantly, and we do have entire types of animals. Yeah, animal kinds being wiped out. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like we personally believe that the, the dinosaurs... Well, we could talk about dinosaurs more if we talk about Ice Age 3 or different <laughs> movies, but we'll mention it again here, is dinosaurs probably seem to have been extinct as well. 
Although there is some questionable evidence that maybe there are a couple dinosaurs mm -hmm. somewhere. Well, there's a lot of un unexplored regions of right. the world still that, you know, we possibly could find one. But the problem that, that dinosaurs have is they have they have to live in a very specific climate. At least yes. it appears from, from what we know about them. And the climate change after the flood was not very good for them. And the Ice Age probably wasn't very good for them either after mm -hmm. the flood. Although other animals made it through. We don't really know why. Well, we we have some models for why dinosaurs seem to have gone extinct. And one of those is also being hunted off. Yeah, competition. I mean, if you had... Uh, a, a band of people who live by, live by hunting, mm -hmm. then they would find carnivores like the T-Rex or, or, or various other, or the Velociraptor or the Utah Raptor, they would find those to be competition. Mm -hmm. And so they would drive them away. I mean, it's just like, it, and, and herders would have to drive them away because they're trying to keep herd animals. And, and they would be, I mean, it's the same problem they have in the African uh, planes now mm -hmm. with the lion prides and and other various carnivores. They have their constant. This just constant battle between the the farmers and the herders against the the natural uh, competitors to the you know. And also as trophies, mm -hmm. we're here in northern Kentucky where everyone seems hunts deer and loves mm -hmm. to have the deer as a trophy in their house. Imagine having a T Rex head <laughs> mounted on your wall above your fireplace, <laughs> right? And we see that even today with species being hunted to extinction, mm -hmm. like Komodo dragon or the sperm whale. Or the rhinoceros. Yes. So when man and large creatures get together, and it seems no matter how dangerous the large creatures are, mm -hmm. when man and large creatures get together, the one that's usually in trouble are the large creatures. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So extinction is a real thing. It happens often doesn't necessarily have any evolutionary context other than the fact that we lose the species, that we lose that information, mm -hmm. you know, to continue on. You're not going to find another dinosaur because even though we still have probably everything by the evolutionary story that we would need to evolve another dinosaur, the dinosaurs are extinct, or mostly what we think are extinct. It's not like we're going to see some other animal evolve back into a dinosaur. <laughs> So yeah, we've we've lost them. Yeah. So, moral of the story is: don't go extinct, people. <laughs> <laughs> we need you as our listeners. <laughs> also, at the beginning is right after the extinction thing, an evolutionary breakthrough. <laughs> and well, you'll probably be able to tell what's going on from this clip. Sal, where's Eddie? He said something about being on the verge of an evolutionary breakthrough. Really? <laughs> Some breakthrough. <laughs> These are armadillo type creatures. <laughs> I'm flying! Thunk. <laughs> yeah. That's there. There are a lot of jokes there with like how dinosaurs supposedly evolved into birds, and what would that be like for the first dinosaurs who tried to fly? And mm -hmm. we've seen some funny comics on that too. It's interesting that Ice Age makes these jabs at evolution like mm -hmm. that. It's almost like they're they're not taking themselves seriously, and they're not really trying to push the agenda, right? Because if they were, they they wouldn't be making jokes out of it. 
Which is one of the reasons why I think that we would give this a pretty good rating mm-hmm. because it's not totally trying to push that agenda. And you know, it's a great conversation starter. Oh yeah. I mean, you 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 can present this movie to your kids and then afterwards sit down and talk about this because it's so humorous. It's going to stick in their mind, mm-hmm. and so you can you can have a really good discussion with your family regarding some of the topics that are brought up in the movie because they do it in such a humorous and tongue-in-cheek way i have to wonder when evolutionists watch this <laughs> are they laughing at these spots? <laughs> who knows well there, there's also i mean it wasn't at the beginning but later on in the movie and this is obviously something we can't do a clip for but uh sid and them are going through the the ice uh caves yeah and they see since we're on the topic of evolution they they see some interesting things in there uh sid comes across all four stages of i guess what's supposedly that be the evolutionary stage to sid yeah. that kind of look like it uh all together in a row just like the the classic evolution of man sketch mm-hmm. and it, it's hilarious in the fact that you it's like a museum and demonstration of it rather than an actual uh, how we would find it in the evolutionary layers because all four are together in the same ice layer mm-hmm. so it's, it's not proof of evolution so it's very tongue-in-cheek that they present it that way because it's not yeah there's no absolutely no way that that could be taken as proof of evolution yeah evolutionists would say that the lower life forms would be in lower mm-hmm. layers of ice or in rock and then the more evolved it gets the higher in the rock layers it would be but that's not actually the way it looks like Mm-mm. everywhere in the fossil record Mm-mm. sometimes there are spots where it seems like the fossil record is flipped upside down for the evolutionists mm-hmm. but they don't really talk about that very often there are the reasons why certain creatures are found in different rock layers based on how easy was it for them to evade a global flood, which mm-hmm. created all those rock layers? It's it's an interesting uh, experiment that you can actually do yourself um, regarding small and large objects in in sediment and water. If you take a like a, a big bucket of water and you pour in sand and different size rocks and pebbles and all of that, and you stir it up until the water is moving and all the sediment is moving in the water, and then you let it still on its own. If you noticed that the small things always are on the bottom and the mm-hmm. big things are always on the top, and that's not even taking into account, like you said, the uh, the way that things can move in in an, in an attempt to get away from floodwaters, and also the the occurrence of regions prior to the flood in which different animals appeared in different regions because they didn't live together. And so they were sorted into the sedimentary layers in in different areas because they didn't live in the same places. So you don't find them together in, in the fossil record. So I recommend another experiment if you want to see this part of it is you get a frog, get a bug, and get a cat. And you put them all in the same box and you start filling the box with concrete mix. You will find that the bug has no idea what's going on and gets covered almost instantly the frog will probably see the concrete coming and will start to get away, but it covers gets covered pretty, pretty quickly. The cat, as soon as it hears the concrete, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be at the last layer of concrete to be covered up. But just don't let the humane society know that you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> no animals were har- harmed in the making of this podcast. <laughs> I think I've had to give that disclaimer before. <laughs> 
Also, we hear some interesting statements made about species within this uh, movie, like about the rhinos. Sid is talking to the rhinos, and he says something interesting here that is a common misconception about animals. Hey, you rhinos, you know, you have really tiny brains. Did you know that? No, it's just a fact. No offense. Well, you probably don't even know what I'm talking about. (laughs) There's this common misconception that brain size is indicative of intelligence. Mm-hmm. That's actually true. an evolutionary concept. Mm-hmm. That they believe that the bigger the brain is, the more higher evolved you are and the more cognitive you are. That's why you'll see in many futuristic science fiction movies or TV shows like Star Trek, many of the more highly evolved species have really big heads <laughs> and these bigger brains. And when evolutionary artists will draw pictures of more highly evolved creatures. They often draw them with bigger heads, implying bigger brains, Mm -hmm. implying higher intelligence, which just isn't the case. Right. Because your your brain is divided up into different kinds of tissue that control different different uses of the brain. Mm -hmm. And so it really isn't the size, it's how many different kinds of tissues you have in the brain. And some of the what what evolutionists would call primitive brains just do not have the tissue for intelligence. It doesn't necessarily have anything to do with their size. It has more to do with how, what God designed them to be best at. And right, because like God designed us with the ability to reason, to communicate with language, to be self self uh, self aware, mm-hmm. and more than self-aware, but be conscious and have a soul and a spirit. And that might, a lot of that may not even have anything to do with the brain. They haven't necessarily uh, figured out what part of the brain is the the heart and the soul of man. Right. And (laughs) so, you know, look at computers. Mm -hmm. Computers are the opposite way. Computers (laughs) back in the 60s were huge computers. Mm -hmm. Today, you look at something like an iphone (laughs) because i don't have it that's why i say it with that tone of distaste or a google nexus one (laughs) you look at these phones and they are vastly superior to computers from Mm -hmm. actually not that long ago Mm -hmm. and the technology is getting smaller and just like technology is not the advancement of technology is in no way connected to size, even though Mm -hmm. stuff is getting smaller, just because it's smaller or bigger doesn't mean it's more advanced. And and if you think of how much information is in a single molecule of DNA, I mean, that just will blow your mind. I mean, Mm -hmm. nature, or I shouldn't say nature, God, (laughs) nature can't downsize itself, but God can create information in a very tiny package. So he doesn't necessarily need to make brains big in order to make the Uh, the organism that has the brain intelligent. Yes. And speaking of brains and everything, Sid believed that he had a special (laughs) brain. You got half a stick. Yeah, but with my little stick and my highly evolved brain, I shall create fire. (laughs) (laughs) Right, Sid. Yeah. I think, it not it the elephants that they're supposedly supposed to have this really special memory because they... They never forget anything because of their yeah. their brains. That's one of the things that is well known about elephants, that they have the very 
good memory, which is something that not even most humans have. (laughs) Yeah, and so brain evolution. Well, this comes back to another science fiction movie, 2001 Space Odyssey, Mm -hmm. where, or was it that? No. Jungle Book. Oh. I'm going to reference Jungle Book here. The monkeys in Jungle Book wanted to learn how to make fire. They didn't know how to make fire. Mm -hmm. They weren't supposedly in it. They weren't evolved enough to make fire. So there's, and you and I were talking about this after we watched the movie. There's this fascination with fire being associated with intelligence, which in a sense is true Mm -hmm. because animals don't create fire. Right. Man does. Right. And animals are. And most animals are not. I mean, even if, like in the movie, the fire is accidentally created by him scratching the rock on the wall, and it and it created a spark and landed in just the right place, and it became fire. And of course, then they all gathered around and enjoyed a fire lit night, which is not accurate anyway, because <laughs> most wild animals are scared of fire; they run the other way. It's not something they desire. <laughs> well, speaking of running the other way, I think that's what we're going to have to do and split this. Oh my. We're into already, two parts. <laughs> we yes. haven't even gotten to our scripture yet. <laughs> you know, every episode, whenever <laughs> we should just always assume it's we're going to make two parters, no matter what happens <laughs> in the movie or episode, it's always a two parter. Always. So I want to remind you guys that you can send in your feedback to us at areyoujustwatching.com. That's the email address, us at areyoujustwatching.com. You can leave a comment on the show notes, areyoujustwatching.com slash podcast slash 14. Or you can call in your feedback to 859-353-4332. And when you're thinking about us, it would be really wonderful if you could consider giving us a donation to help us run this podcast we've been going for a year and i think we've had what two donations yes and we thank those two people for giving us the money we could really use some equipment upgrades so (laughs) i've been wanting a new microphone since we started (laughs) it'll come someday now if you don't want to give us just a straight cash donation which we have that donate button on the site it's in the right sidebar down near the bottom if just giving us a straight gift like that isn't necessarily what you're able to do. But if you plan to do some shopping on Amazon.com, oh, yes. you can shop through our affiliate link and it won't cost you anything, but we'll get a small portion of your sale price back as a gift to us. And mm-hmm. you can do that by shopping through areyoujustwatching.com slash Amazon. And that will just bounce you over to Amazon's site, but it uses our affiliate link, our affiliate code, so that anything you purchase from there will go as a little donation back to us. So purchase something big, like (laughs) purchase a Kindle or a MacBook or a a lot of music or mp3s (laughs) or the movie ice age hey you could purchase the movie ice age that's why we always link to the dvds from amazon on our page so you can get them also we have the facebook page which you can join at facebook.com slash are you just watching and you can watch there for announcements about what we're coming out with in the future weeks or what episodes or movies we're going to discuss. That way you can put your feedback in before we even discuss it and we can play your feedback in our episode. 
And you can follow the show on twitter.com slash are you just watching? That's the letters are you just watching? And on Twitter, I am the ramen noodle. And I am E. Franklin. We hope that you've enjoyed this episode. Now, if you have some feedback for us, you can still send it in, but it's not going to make it into part two because as oh. soon as we hit stop on this episode, we're going to hit record on part two. <laughs> so unless you have a time machine and can send it to us in the next few minutes, it's not going to make it into part two. Sorry. But I want to thank you so much for coming to the podcast, listening, uh, whether you're coming to us from Google. Hey, we're getting a lot of people visiting the site based on your articles about Twilight. Wow. That is our most searched term. So if you don't know, Eve has written a bunch of blog posts about Twilight, which you can check out at areyoujustwatching.com. But until we hear from you next time, and we hope to hear from you, subscribe to the show, tell your friends about it. But above all, Thanks for listening. And don't just watch. Are You Just Watching is produced and sponsored by D. Joseph Design at djosephdesign.com. The opening vocal talent is thanks to Mariah. Our theme song is used courtesy of Answers in Genesis from their exciting Vacation Bible School curriculum, Operation Space, which you can find at AnswersVBS.com. Find more great clean podcasts like this one at cleancasts.com.